Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, MPEC Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on Chicagoland area licensed clinical social worker, Lauren Rosenfeld. Let's get to know Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Before we get started, first and foremost, I want to thank you for being uh, a member of the team. I've heard nothing but amazing things about you. So thank thanks you. for thanks for coming on board and being a part of the Impact team. Thank you. Well, thank you for the opportunity Absolutely. to for your company because I have nothing but amazing things to say about this company. So. I'm happy to hear that. Um, with that, so I have three hard charging questions for you. Okay. Um, so you joined us earlier this year. So um, sort of as the pandemic is still sort of continuing to, to go on, right? Um, what were you doing before this? And um, maybe more importantly, what was your experience like? And why did you, you know, essentially um, decide to join MPAC? Sure. Um, so I worked for the last 20 years in um, healthcare. So I worked at um, Alexian Brothers Medical Center. I was the stroke team social worker. Um, loved the work, loved my job. Um, the pandemic was very, like for every healthcare provider, very scary at first. Yep. Um, I think I was, for a month, I got to work from home as a discharge planner, case manager, which is really virtually impossible. None of us enjoyed working from home. You really have to be there with the patients and with the physicians. And so yeah. it came back and, um, you know, we were wearing our N95s and, and our face shields and, um, yeah, it was rough, but really the reason I decided to come to MPAC was I found that I was as a case manager, social worker, I'm dealing with all of these patients coming in from all over the Illinois, all over the state, no insurance, undocumented, tremendous pressure. When a patient's been there for five days, you have to report, why are they still here? Then I'm told by a team of other people above me, well, you need to ask this doctor to change their meds from or IVs to orals, you need to do, I'm an LCSW, I'm not a physician, I'm not a nurse practitioner. And I, at some point said, you know, this isn't why I went to graduate school. Like I said, I loved the family work. I loved end of life issues, but it got to be the point where this just isn't what I wanna be doing. And the way healthcare is going, I just, this just wasn't for me. Yeah. So I saw an ad online for MPAC and I did a little research and I said, oh, you know what? I started in, in skilled nursing facilities. They don't scare me. Um, I had an internship in college, uh, like a social services internship um, in Chicago. Loved it, loved the population, always loved the elderly, never wanted to work with children. That just wasn't there, there's, that just didn't interest me. Never wanted to work in schools, you know? So I thought, oh, this, this sounds really interesting. And then once I did the interviewing, it just seemed like such a good fit. So I'm just so happy to be here because I love my residents. We awesome. just, 
they're, yeah, they're just, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating work. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you and glad yeah. you made that, that leap. Um, this is a tough space to practice in. You obviously had some background, so you knew sort of, you know, at least a lay of the land um, when you got started. So um, obviously, you know, this last 18 months has been uh, incredibly difficult for every healthcare provider. Um, it's disproportionately affected the long-term care space and the senior, you know, living right. space. Uh, is there maybe an example of, um, a patient interaction or family interaction, something that's been meaningful for you since you've been here that you'd be willing to share with us? Sure. Um, I have a 60-year-old woman yeah. who is in one of the nursing homes, has a medical issue, but ultimately she's ambulatory. She's okay. She's so lonely and so sad and so angry and bitter. And so when I started seeing her, just the anger pouring out of her. I have nothing to live for. Why should I even get vaccinated? What, what for? I don't, yeah, she refused and she still does. But she has, she has family, but they're estranged. Yeah. She doesn't even get the $30 a month that many of the residents in the nursing homes do, possibly because she didn't have disability. I'm not quite clear, but I asked um, admissions why she doesn't get that money. And they said, well, she's not entitled to it. So imagine having, she doesn't have underwear, she doesn't have clothes. And I'm not, I'm being serious. She just yeah. wears a hospital gown. She worked here, she's a citizen. She has less than nothing. She goes into the vending machines. She jokes and calls them um, slot machines because she hopes <laughs> to just get some spare change. And that to me is heartbreaking yeah. wrong. And if I bring her a granola bar, or I bring her a jar of peanut butter, whatever, she is so much brighter. She feels that somebody cares. And actually one of the nurses has does the same and just brings her like Gatorade or whatever. And what's interesting is the nurse came over to me the other day and she goes, Lauren, so-and-so is so much brighter. She comes out of her room. She's talkative. She's so different. She did a 180 and it's because of you. Now, I, I, I'm not taking full credit. I think the fact that this particular nurse has paid her some attention. Yeah. I think the fact that she gets to talk for an hour a week and we get to reminisce and she remembers good times from her childhood. I think that to me is means that I'm doing something right because she's a little brighter. I can't change her situation, but if I could add a little bit of joy, which like before when I was in the hospital, there was so little I could do to yeah, truly spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. I couldn't spend any time with them. I couldn't okay. get to know them. You're right. Exactly. So, so that I think has been, I have several stories where I have residents who have nobody and nobody cares. I don't know their background. I don't know what they did in the past yeah. to, to, to warrant that with their family, but it doesn't matter because they're here. And if I can spend an hour and listen to them, then that's what I'm going to do. And if, the, if they're happy and they feel good, then I'm doing my job right, you know. Absolutely. And that that should lead to ultimately better outcomes, right? Hopefully she won't continue to spiral and need, right. need medications and or be hospitalized multiple times. So. <laughs> she'd be non-compliant and she'd go to the hospital. <laughs> right, right. No, she's, but, but, you know, I've said, have you thought you're so... Uh, 
sad? Have you thought, no, I won't take medication. So, but she's so bright now and yeah. she's happy when I see her and she loves talking. And it is so different from when I first got there and all she did was complain and she's so angry. It was like, it, it was hard to listen to because she was so sure. mad and she was like taking it out on me. Sure. That was mean to me, but, but anyway, so yeah, that I think has been, I mean, I feel so good about that um, situation. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're obviously doing the work that we set out to do, right? This has been our mission is really to change, um, change, you know, ultimately people's lives in, in one way or another, whether it's addressing their medical issues or their mental health concerns um, to lead to better outcomes, right? For whatever, whatever that means, whether it's clinical or just being happier and being in a better position for as long as we're all here on this, this earth, right? Um, <laughs> you can only take care of so many people, right? And so our goal is to bring as many Lauren Rosenfelds onto the team as possible to continue to, you know, spread that ability to care for as many people as possible. So um, we need to continue to find the Lauren Rosenfelds and then we need to, then we need to keep them here. So um, I know it's only been, you know, it's been less than a year and we're still, we're still under this cloud of the pandemic, which is, sure. which has been interesting, but um, what keeps you here ultimately? I think the fact that I have a little bit of flexibility. Um, I am not micromanaged. Um, I think the team is so amazing. The people that I'm working with, very collaborative. Whenever I have a question or an issue, I feel really comfortable going to Abby or Shauna um, and, and the nurse practitioners I work with. Um, I just think the people are so fantastic. And ultimately that's what keeps you at a job or that's why you leave a job, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, you left a very large health system and were a less large, right. <laughs> small small operation today, okay. but, but growing. Um, right. So, it, so it's, it's different, but yeah, you know, they say people don't leave their jobs. They leave, right. Their management their, or their bosses, they their leave bosses, their right. Or, or, the, or their coworkers. And so um, we, we hope to continue to foster that kind of environment where people are actually, you know, happy to be here. And uh, um, you're doing everything right. Really. I'm very impressed with this company. I'm I appreciate not that. I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel that way. And I do try to tell other people, former colleagues who are, I mean, nobody's happy. Nobody is happy um, in case management right now, at least not the social workers. Sure. Um, but people are afraid to do this kind of work. It is not easy. Yep. Um, you have to have the stomach for it. Yep. Um, yeah. So, but it's okay. Uh, it, it's, it's working for me. So, you know. Well, I'm super glad to hear that. Glad you stay. And um, we don't do, we're not perfect, obviously. So we're very open to feedback. Um, if there's, you know, anything that anybody thinks we can do better, we we are very much open ears. Um, we've been, you know, adjusting things on the fly as we've seen fit, especially, you know, during COVID reevaluating. Ultimately, our goal is to have the happiest employees who then can, you know, are, are allowed to go out and practice and provide the best possible care to the patients that right we're entrusted right. in caring for. So right. that ultimately is our goal. And, and uh, so far, um, while not perfect, I, I feel like we're doing all right. <laughs> You're not perfect. What? I know. <laughs> right. 
no one's perfect, but I think everyone's doing the best they can under the circumstances, you know? Yeah. And, and hopefully things are getting better. Hopefully this COVID cloud is starting to lift and okay. um, we, we get out of this and get back to some sense of normal. Exactly. So, I think we're slowly but surely getting there. Yeah, agree. The fact that we can have this conversation without a face mask is uh, exactly. <laughs> a step exactly. in the right direction. Yep. Yep. For sure. Awesome. Well, hopefully that wasn't too painful. Um, I really appreciate meeting you and talking with you and, and your feedback. And uh, again, thank you for all that you do and for being a part of the team. Thank you so much. So nice to meet you. Likewise. Okay. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.